0: Stories of walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Welcome back to the PCOM Podcast. I'm Pastor Courtney Ellis. We are celebrating the new year here, 2020, with Kristen Serfoli, our director of Sunday
1: School. Is that yes. your official title? Sunday School Coordinator. Sunday
0: School Coordinator. There you go. You just you run it so well. I feel like you should be president of Sunday School Ministries <laughs> oh or something. Something very official. Uh, but Kristen, thank you so much for being here on the PCOM Podcast.
1: You are welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: So Kristen, what do you love to do when you're not here? What do you do for fun?
1: My favorite thing to do is to read. I absolutely love to read. And my genre is historical fiction. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I get lost in reading and I'm constantly looking for a book. I have a a good friend, Elaine, who um, keeps me uh, in books, she she will go. Oh, I just read one that I know you're gonna love because you're all about the journey, Kristen. That's what you are, and this one's all about the journey. And uh, and so I do. I love the historical fiction. I love learning about uh, World War One and Two and the Civil War, and um, I enjoy learning about uh, the Tudors in England and and all that stuff. And so it's something that I'll get lost in, Nick will come out at five 30 or six and go, so am I on my own for dinner tonight? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: well, but, I just, we're in the middle of the war, Nick. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah, to the no, side I have to, it.
1: I have to, to finish. So
0: that's so great. And I yeah. love that you have a pre-screener for your books because nothing frustrates me. I'm a big reader, but nothing frustrates me more than getting to like the last few pages of a book and thinking, oh, I've just wasted yeah. four hours, six hours, right? Like th- there's yeah. no payoff. There's no, yeah. I need to know it's going somewhere. I and I didn't used
1: to let myself not finish it. A book, yeah. But now, if I'm reading a book and it's not good for me, yeah. whether I'm not interested or it's um, material that is disturbing right. or bothers me, then I, you know, I don't need to read it, and I'll will yeah. stop it. And
0: there's a huge freedom yeah. in that, right? There's no award yeah. at the end, like, right? There's no gold star for right. I used to give any book three chapters, and now I'm oh, like, life is too short. So it's like 30 pages, like 30 That's pages right. is not doing it for me. It's not exactly. going to work. And that includes some like beautiful classics I feel like I should have read. Yeah. just 30 pages, like can't do yeah, it. Yeah, can't Maybe do it. Maybe. I know the other
1: thing that I really love to read, and this sounds kind of, it's not funny, but I love to read the Bible. And yeah. it's not something that I've always loved to do, but we had a... a Retreat, women's retreat, maybe fifteen years ago, and the speaker was Judy Reamer, mm-hmm. and she talked about the importance of just reading the Bible like a novel, yes. and um, and showed us how to do that in a practical way. So she said, grab um, a a giant print, not large mm-hmm. print, but giant print Bible, <clears throat> and. Uh, cut it into four sections, which felt really weird to take a Bible and rip the cover off. There and was then, no lightning bolt or no, anything. No, <laughs> I know, and then rip it into four sections, and then and then she showed us how yeah. to make book covers for these four separate pieces wow. to our Bible. So then you have one fourth of the Bible that is super light. You can flip it in your purse. You can you know sit at the car wash and while you're waiting for your car and and read your Bible yeah. and just read it like that. And so I started doing that. And it's it has been something that has stayed with me most every day since then, and I I look at it as I was thinking the other day it's kind of like my the bumper guards when you go bowling. Yeah. You know, and you have the rails up. Yeah, that's what keeps my rails up and keeps me in the lane. Mm. Is just reading the Bible. I don't know how it does it, other than I know that it's God's word and yeah. it's it's His word to me. And and I could be reading uh, Job and have had a crummy attitude in the morning, but after I'm done reading the Bible, no matter where I am, I've I've got a different attitude. Mm. And it's just how God's word just changes me and keeps me going straight so
0: i love the the bumpers the bumper illustration yeah, illustrations. It, yeah. <laughs> i do my best bowling when the bumpers are up that's right
1: that's right
0: <laughs> and that idea that the bible is literature i think we forget because mm-hmm. it becomes a tool or it becomes a you know especially if you work in ministry it's right. what illustration can i pull from this for the kids or how do i tell this story to the in a preaching sermon but To remember that the Bible really is, first and foremost, this beautiful, true story, Yeah. right? Like it's an adventure, and it's a tragedy, and it's a comedy in parts, and it's our story, and it's God's story. And I love that idea of of almost reframing it, that Mm -hmm. you're going to tote a novel around, and you're going to tote one-fourth of the Bible around, and
1: it's a great idea. I've never
0: heard of anyone recommending ripping up a Bible Yeah,
1: and so my whole covenant group, we came back, we bought giant, large Bibles, and we got together, and we... We cut them apart and and um, I'll I'll show them to you. I, I have see. I have them that's in the super office. Fun. Yeah, that's super fun. We'll have to yeah. link to
0: that at the show notes so people can check out. There we'll, you we'll go. Put, we'll put a picture up. There.
1: All right, sounds good. Um,
0: and Kristen, that's one of the things I love about working with you in ministry. Is often you'll bring in a theological question the kids have. Kids ask way harder theological questions than most adults. By the way, like they yeah. they just come at these things and. Seminary did not prepare me for the questions of my preschooler. Like it's it's next level. But you always come in with these questions and this whole big page of research you've already done, right? Like in my study of scripture, this is what I've found, which is so yes. fun because I feel like then I get to partner with you on this journey. It, often folks come in and are like, give me the answer. And I'm like, No, 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 like we have yeah. to work this together. And just this deep love for scripture is so apparent in your ministry and in how you how you speak about the bible even well
1: and i never want to give misinformation right. to the kids yeah. or anybody yeah. um and i don't so i always want to make sure that that what i what i answer is in line with the bible and what we believe and yeah. uh, never uh, misguiding them to be as plain as i can but you're right some of those questions it it's you know this one, which I thought was fantastic, was how do we know of all the books and and different religious books? How do we know that the Bible is the right one? Yeah, and I'm like, wow, I just believe it. I have never asked that question before, right? And so it caused me to to do some searching and and talking with you know with you guys and. Um, and then that helps me, right? I'm like, wow, yeah. yeah. How could nobody, how could anybody say the Bible is not God's word when it was written over what 1,500 years, yeah. you know, from start to finish, and yet it 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 reads as one fluid story from from start to finish with themes that that interweave throughout, and and I become more excited and on fire
0: yeah. as
1: I try to answer these questions and and let the kids know. So and it's important for me. I I think it's great. I love the questions. They're so much fun. This one question, one of my favorites was So, if God's been around forever, what was he doing before he made the world and created that's us? That's a
0: great question. I think that's yeah. awesome. Right. Yeah, what
1: were you doing, God? Right,
0: right. So. shooting some pool, yeah. Yeah. shooting some hoops. What was God really doing? fun. I remember when you brought a couple of years ago where someone had asked, why did God put that tree in the garden? Yeah, right? Like if the yeah. whole point was don't go to the tree, then like how about we just take away temptation? You don't put exactly. a platter of cookies on the table and tell right. the kids not to touch them. You put them up on top of the right. fridge where they can't reach, right? Like why? Yeah. And so I love that they're... Those questions show that the youngest folks mm-hmm. at PCOM are thinking so deeply about their faith, and yes. that's not a question that just comes out of thin air, right? They've been, mu- they've right. been mulling over it and right. thinking about it as they're falling asleep at night or taking the Sunday school lesson and really chewing yes. on it later, and and that's such a cool thing to it see. It is.
1: It really is. And then it makes us think. Yeah. It makes us think, and, and we get to... So that's been really a, a big blessing for me, How that? how those God questions came about uh, when Julie Urban was director of children's ministries and it was Easter Sunday and we had all the kids together in the great room and the lesson that we um, followed had that as an activity um, where children could write down any question anonymously and on a piece of paper and we collected them and then we were supposed to answer them right then, the but we had Good so luck. many questions <laughs> yeah. and not enough time. So we thought, well, you know what, let's, we'll just answer one or two every Sunday. And then we said, well, hey, why don't we um, have a place in Sunday school for kids, a little box that says questions for God or God questions. And, and so we have that. And, and it's been really fun uh, to see the things that kids want to know, you know, and, and it's been great
0: they're they're deep thinkers yeah for all the ways they can't put their pants on the right way in the I morning. know like they have I these know. amazing beautiful questions and it's, yeah. it's so cool you guys are doing a phenomenal job in our Sunday school program um, here. I cannot say enough about how good it is
1: that's very nice I know um I don't feel like it's all God it's like I'm not faithful he's faithful it that's the only way that I can uh describe it and I just want to keep following him and, and I don't do it perfectly, but that's okay. He, he knows. Yeah. He knows my heart. I so. see you on the
0: phone an awful lot down there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of your job is, is kind of, yes. kind of pounding the pavement to get yeah. the right teachers and the right spots and the right helpers and the right yeah. classroom attendance it's, and it, hallway monitors. And- it's
1: hard. That's the hardest part is, you know, in Sunday school we have in a month, in order to run a safe and effective program, we need 40 volunteers in a month, and yeah. so that's a lot. Now, granted, those same 40—you know—we we have a lot of the same people that volunteer each month, but it it is a big challenge, and um, it's okay though because that's one of the things that I have to rely on God for. I mean, I, okay, Lord, I mean. We need to have two adults in the classroom. You need to provide us two adults. Otherwise, we can't do it. Right. You know, and we're not going to do it the other way. Yeah. We're not gonna do it any other way. Well, and so, it's such
0: a difference between children's ministries and ministries for adults because mm-hmm. for an adult, you can run an entire adult ed program for a month with one person. Yeah. Right? Like right. because we we have this child protection policy, which is right so important to have two adults in the room. So one might be the lead teacher and one is just the assistant who doesn't have to do the prep work. Right. But they have to be there the whole right. time. And so and that's true for every age group. We've got the right. preschool class and then we got the first through third graders and the right, like it's a right. yeah, it's a big it's a big animal. It's a big animal. Yeah. Yes,
1: it is. But that's that's God provide, And He has. I will be here three years, uh, January 12th, mm-hmm. and um, He hasn't failed us yet, and I know that He won't ever. I mean, Sunday school at Presbyterian Church of the Master has been going strong for a lot of years. A lot of years. Yes.
0: Yeah. Speaking of a lot of years, yes. tell me about when you first came to PCOM, how you first came to PCOM. And then, how you started as Sunday School coordinator?
1: So I actually came here as a real young child. Uh, my mom and dad, Don and Carol Marsh, were on the steering committee or the founder founding members, um, and so we started what fifty was that fifty one years ago? Wow. So I would have been five. Yeah. And um, I remember fleeting memory just a, a just a fleeting memory of when we had church at uh, La Paz Junior High School. Oh, wow. And that was, first that was the, first, first, the that. first meeting spot that I remember. Right, right, we might right. have been in people's living rooms yeah. before that, but I remember being um, in the multi-purpose room at La Paz Junior High School. And so I've been coming here a long time. Now, when I was about 14, we um, stopped coming. There were some things that my mom and dad were not agreeing with, and so we stopped coming, and then by the time I was able to make my own decisions if I came to church or not, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. So there were quite a few years that I did not come come to church, but I grew up here and had a solid foundation, and I was baptized here. In fact, Diane, mm-hmm. I asked Diane yesterday, can you show me the the record of the oh, baptisms? Yeah. Can we look up and see when I was baptized? Yeah. So. Diane I was is our
0: receptionist. Yes. And she has these giant ancient looking log books yes. that even if you're baptized here tomorrow, your name still goes yes. in the ancient looking logbook. It does,
1: yeah. it does. And so I was baptized when I was um, nine. Whoa. And it was my mom and dad wanted us to to choose that for ourselves so we were not baptized as infants. And and so I was baptized in nineteen seventy two. So so that was cool. really cool, and then I got to see Michael and Daniel when they were baptized yeah. in '99, and looking through the the register and oh yeah, I remember the Amthors and I remember the that's Martzes so fun. and yeah, it was there's fun. A heritage there, there is
0: this family of faith that's gone on for yes. decades. That's yes. a really beautiful thing. So, what yeah. brought you on as Sunday school coordinator?
1: So then, um, what happened was when I when I met my future husband and we were dating, we. Um, decided that we would be good for us to start coming to church. And so we started coming back and, um, and then we just raised our kids here. And, and really I, with both boys in college, I had, I didn't have to work, which was a huge blessing with the children growing up. And so I spent a lot of time in their classrooms and and volunteered in here at Sunday school and VBS and those kinds of and things. the mom job and is the hardest job. The mom part. And it, but it was really cool that I got to, yeah. to stay home with them. And so with them being in college and um, Nick said, well, I think it's time maybe to start looking for a part-time job. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think it's okay. And so he, he came home. He was on session mm-hmm. at the time three years, four years ago. And he came home and he said, hey... Danielle Sutton, she's not going to be, you know, the Sunday school coordinator. She's she's leaving Presbyterian Church, and I, he goes, so there's an opening, and I went, so, <laughs> you know. Then the next month he came home again. Hey, so that uh, Sunday school job is still available, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not really interested. And then a few weeks later, Julie Urban called, and she said, you know what, Kristen? She said, I. I'm wondering if you might be interested in in looking at this position and she was director of children's ministries at the time and I went, "Okay." So, <laughs> so,
0: so that's Nick how was it started. Like, you just needed to hear it from someone else, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's how that happened and again, it was just God God's timing and I got to come in and continue um, on a foundation that Nancy Pearson our our Director of Children's Ministries way back when, and Julie Urban and Danielle Sutton and I just get to come in and and continue on with the wonderful things that they and they have built. So yeah. it's been really neat. It's been fun, and our team now is great. We have a lot of fun, and uh, Stephanie's a great leader, and and just Sarah and. And Fran and Becky and Alyana—it's it's been fun. Back there. It is fun. When we I, have when a good I time. I am
0: having an energy lag in my office. Yeah. I walk down by you guys because yeah. you always have snacks. and We there's always good energy. Yes, and we
1: always have snacks. But it's yes. a good
0: team. It's really Daryl and I are so thankful and grateful that God brought us to PCOM in large part because mm-hmm. we get to watch our kids grow up in this mm-hmm. amazing program. And whether it's Sunday morning or Wednesday mm-hmm. nights or the you know the outside family activities that go on, it's just. We really feel like um, you are all our partners mm-hmm. in raising our kids yes. to know the faith, which I think it's so cool because the children's ministry just updated its new mission statement yes. to talk more about that partnership. And then yes. I wrote it down, so I don't get it wrong. Yes partnering with families to walk with Jesus for a lifetime. Um, and tell me about that shift because it used to be much more just child focused Mm -hmm. and now it's more partnership focused. And why is that important? Well, why can't I just drop my kids off and you teach them to love Jesus and then you send them home (laughs) and I don't have to talk about it anymore.
1: Because that's not going to work. Really? Yeah. We wanted our mission statement to be, uh, congruent with our church's mission statement, which is walking with Jesus, serving with love, sharing with courage. Okay, you get a gold star so, for that. Okay, I,
0: Everyone gets the order wrong on okay, that. Okay,
1: but I did write it down and memorize it the last couple days. I almost brought in my paper to have it sitting here, so anyway. <laughs> Just take the
0: credit. Yeah, I'll take the credit.
1: Uh, so we wanted to... Um, to be in line with that and to supplement that. And we had just come back from a a conference, an annual conference that we went this year as our second time, but last year it was our first time, the Orange Conference it's called. And they talked a lot about uh, ministry and, and how we we operate with people who serve with us who are who are not paid right. and often most of the time we call them volunteers and that's yeah. what we're used to hearing you know would you like to volunteer in Sunday school would you like to volunteer at Sunday dinner right. would you like to volunteer which makes people you know? feel like
0: mm, no i really would right. right like i i'd like to get my errands done or i'd like to right. worship in church or whatever it is yeah. yeah
1: and even though and so it doesn't really lend itself to um Psychologically, let the person know that no, th- we ha- would you partner with us because yeah. that's what really it is, right? That would this you is all of
0: our responsibility. Yeah, we can't in general
1: do it. Stephanie and I on Sunday mornings, we're the only ones that are paid, yeah, and and everybody else is vo- volunteer, right, or partner, and so yeah. but we can't do it without, right? and so yeah. for partnering. With each other, we're helping families. Families are helping us because, and it's so funny, because I was thinking about this the other day. How you know how kids, uh, you, with with parenting, you know, you can tell your child something, and they do not listen to you, and then they hear it from a friend's parent yeah. or they hear it from their teacher, yeah. and they go, "Mom, mom, did <laughs> you know?" And you're like, "Wait a minute, I've been trying to tell you that," and I've said isn't that, that
0: thousand times? Isn't that have- just
1: what happened yeah. with with? Nick coming home and right, telling me right, you yeah. know, about the job and I'm not listening to him. And so it's so important that there are people in our kids' lives who aren't their parents, yes. but they have to have their parents because that's really vital and crucial. So yeah. for parents and grandparents, no matter where you are, whether you have children in the program, you had children in the program, or you uh, have spiritual children in the program, we can be partners together to... Um, to just really share Jesus and yeah. to disciple children to know Him and to love Him and to serve Him all the days of their life. Yeah. And, and so we we want to be able to be here for families to help them in however we can so that they can continue on at home yeah. sharing Jesus as we share Jesus on Sunday mornings with them.
0: And I, I so. love I love that new shift in kind of how we talk about the strategy, because I think there are days, you know, I'm, I'm seminary trained. Daryl mm-hmm. has been to seminary. Daryl a PhD in theology, but we feel like we need partners on this team. And Lincoln right. will ask a question or we're trying to read the Bible with them before bed. And there are nights where I think like, okay, like Stephanie is in this with us and mm-hmm. Kristen is in this with us and Fran and Becky and Sarah. And there is this idea that, and Aliana in and the nursery, yes. you know, there's this idea that we are not walking this road alone. And when The seven-year-old has questions that we've answered, but it hasn't gotten through to him. I know that that's going to be answered again later. And when the three-year-old is so rambunctious and won't listen to anyone, but I drop him off and Mary Smith and Greg Timberlake walk him into that class and I watch him sit down and his eyes light up, right? That message is getting through in a way that it doesn't, no matter how often we bang that drum. And so feeling like there's this team gathered on our sofa at night and gathered around our dinner table and even in the car driving home, is such a constant encouragement to me. Um I feel I feel partnered with and yes. and as a parent that is that's everything. It is. So much of it is uncharted territory and I'm going to be a great parent once my kids are grown and out of the right. house, right? Like right. but in the midst of it I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. I right. don't know what's happening.
1: It's on the job training, yeah. you know, without any, you know, there's no prerequisite. Totally. You know. totally. I'm not you know. qualified
0: for any of this. Yeah. I know.
1: And that's how I that's what's been so great. And I'm so thankful for my kids because they uh, grew up here and are growing up here and have been through Sunday school and the youth program and college program and, and have served. Yeah. And they have, they, this, this place, this church, and the people here are really important to them, and they are in part of their lives in a way that will be forever. Yeah. And that is a blessing. And so we all get to do that for each other. Yeah. And that's what's really neat. And I love, uh, I remember Heidi Galloway coming up to register for, to say, okay, I'll help it at VBS because she said, you know, every time there's a baptism and the pastor says, okay, congregation, will you um, promise to help this family raise their child in the church? And we always say we do. Yeah. So she said, I'm coming up to sign up for VBS because I'm going to make good on my promise. Yeah. And I said, Hey, can we use that little guilt method? (laughs) Not really, but. (laughs) Right.
0: But there is this idea that what does it mean if we've made these promises to each other? Mm -hmm. You know, kids to parents, parents to kids, kids to the older adults in our congregation, and the older adults to the kids, and and this wonderful synergy of the people of God. And one of the cool things about children's ministries is is maybe you don't like to teach, or you're not good at teaching, or, you know, you're you're kind of afraid of kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what to do. There are opportunities to serve where you basically are just being an adult, standing yes. in the hallway, right? And making yes. sure if someone has an allergic reaction or a parent comes right. in to pick someone up, you lead them to where they go, right? Exactly. All you need to be able to do is stand there and answer questions. And- there are ways to serve that are not so right kid facing and
1: yet that is as important yeah. in the discipleship of children as the person who is passionate and gifted and called to be a teacher yeah. so you know whether you're a greeter for the first 20 minutes on a Sunday morning or a hall monitor where you're just roaming and making sure that that the everyone's doing okay yeah. uh, that is as important and that is that's a partnership. Totally, and, and so we do, we have opportunities at every level. Yeah, And so if you just, if you love to, to come in, even just to come and visit. Chat with the parents. Just come and chat yeah. with the parents. Yeah.
0: Totally. And I think too, that the teaching piece sometimes is very scary to people. I'm not a teacher. Right. I don't know the whole Bible. And, you know, I feel out of my depth with right. my kids' questions more often than not. And I have you know, all of the this educational background. But you guys set up your teachers so well. You give them curriculum and you give them activity ideas. And if they say, hey, I don't have time to cut out 40 birds out of right. paper, you're like, great, we'll have that ready for you. Right. And there's snack that's provided. And so it's really, can you love kids? Can you be friendly? Right. And can you tell a story? Right. You know, read the Bible story a few times and then just tell it to them. Use a puppet if you want. It's- well,
1: and I know that this is what I always... Uh, this is what I love because I... I'm not experienced at teaching. And so it's fun for me to walk around the rooms and see how everybody is running their classrooms differently. They all have the same lesson, but they're running it the way that it it feels good to them. And I remember um, the first time when John Mooney said to me, well, I don't memorize anything. I read it right from the paper. And I thought... Oh, that is so freeing to me because right. I always felt like I had to be in front of you know my, the kindergartners yeah. and know the the lesson from right. start to finish without looking at anything. It
0: takes you back to like high school speech yeah. class. And it's <laughs> like, like no, I didn't like it then. Yeah. I'm
1: going to read it from this paper that I have yeah. in my Bible so they see me with my Bible right. open. This is where it came from. This is where it comes from. Yeah. And uh, so that's really neat. And I love, you just
0: teach like you. Right. And that's what makes the teaching great is we have a retired librarian and we have a former FBI agent and we have a grandma and we have a dad and like they all teach like themselves and the kids love that.
1: Right. And you have great storytellers like Mary Mary Smith, who is a wonderful storyteller. I'm not as great a storyteller, but that's okay because if God here's the thing, if God calls you, whatever he calls you to do, he is going to equip you to do it. And so if if He's calling you to serve in children's ministries, give me a call. I would love to talk with you. If He's calling you to serve at sunrise, go for it yeah. because that is the best ride ever is when we say yes to God, He will equip us and and do it. I don't think in any any time I've ever said yes, have I ever felt that I've had the qualifications to do right. what, I'm, what I've am what i been asked to do? Yeah. And I think that, um, and I know that that is what makes me rely on God. Yeah. If I had felt that I had all the skills and all the qualifications to do something, I wouldn't need God. Right. And so He does call us into things that He's gifted us for and given us a propensity for, but... Not necessarily do we feel that we are qualified to yeah. to do it.
0: There's because God loves us, there's some stretching. Yeah. There's some growing. So and, and I there's joy in that, and right? There's like, joy. look at this. I didn't yeah. think I could do this, but God has helped me and led yes. me and yeah, energized yeah. me for it.
1: Yeah. It's always I remember when the kids were little and we would go, um, you know, whatever, a grocery store or, or walking to school and and it we'd come in to the street or the parking lot. And I, you know, their little hand would come up into my hand and and we'd walk, you know, into the store because they can't, they're not old enough to navigate a parking lot. They're, they weren't, right. it wasn't safe for them to navigate walking across the street. And so that's how I feel is yeah. putting my hand in God's hand because yeah. I'm not capable of navigating this, right. this journey, but, but say, I'll he, go he with is. You. I'll, I'll go, go with you. you. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm not going to sit in the car seat and throw a tantrum. Right. I'm going to go with you.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I do, but <laughs> we all do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wilson's phrase for a long time, Wilson is our, our three and a half year old is me not. I'm oh, <laughs> like, okay, buddy. Love it. Can you get your pants on? Me not yeah, that's awesome. so funny. <laughs> what is one thing, speaking of partnership, mm-hmm. what is one thing parents and grandparents can do to help raise their kids in the faith? Because you guys are doing a great job at your program. What is one easy, simple thing that a parent or a grandparent can do besides dropping them off on a Sunday yeah. morning with you?
1: I think for me, it would be first to pray mm. and ask God to, um, to show you where he wants you to start and what he wants you to do. I know I look back and wish I would have done things differently or added some things that I didn't do. Uh, we did bring our children to church on a, you know, every Sunday and, and they have become very involved here, like I said, and they feel yeah. very at home here. And so I'm thankful it's not what we did. I mean, God bless that. Mm. But um, but I wish I would have spent more time with them on a daily basis talking about um, God and, mm. and having devotions and that sorts of things on a regular basis. And so I think just praying first yeah. and asking God, what do you want me to do at home yeah. for my kids? And then the first thing that pops into your head, do it. Yeah. Because I, I really firmly believe that... Um, in fact, I'll do that here at work when I come in and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know where to start and I've got 10 things to do in one hour. I'll think, okay, Good. Lord, we're, I don't know what to do first. And the first thing that pops into my head, I do. And yeah. for some reason, the rest of it all just falls into place. Mm. And it really is God just showing you how to go step by step.
0: Yeah. So um, it's less overthinking it. And yeah. More just stepping I, into it.
1: Just, yeah. Just pick one thing and, and do that. And then when you're comfortable with that, ask God, what's the next thing? you want to it's do. But really praying with kids, Lord. I think praying and then praying with your children. We prayed with them every night before yeah. they went to sleep and, um, and they remember and that.
0: That's easy. That requires no tools, no right. research, no anything. Just right. tell God about your day. Right.
1: You can sing a song together and, yeah. and pray. And, and so I think that's really important And reading, reading the Bible, talking to them about what they're learning about in Sunday school and yeah. asking them the things that they, you know, well, what's, what, what, like, I hate to call it a story because it's, you know, yeah. Exactly. scripture, what, you know, what, what story did you hear today right. in Sunday school? It's yeah. a true story. And, um, uh, and talking about those, those, um, those things and hearing, yeah. hearing what they're learning and talking about it. And so
0: yeah. we, we love that the Sunday school program has shifted recently. So every class has the same curriculum. So yeah. they're doing the same story. Cause that's been fun now that yes. when we ask Wilson has one take on it and Lincoln has another take on yes. it and they both bring home their art and it's a little different and yes they did the story of Elijah calling down fire from heaven last week. And it was so sweet because Wilson's preschool was very like age appropriate. There's no dead animal on the altar. Lincoln's third, you know, first through third grade, there's a dead animal on the altar. and Wilson is like, what is happening? (laughs) Like the cow is sad. You know, he's having a whole reaction to it, but it sparked some really good conversation. And why did they do that? And what did it mean? And how was God taking care of Elijah and showing his power? And, you know, it was great. And we've got them both on the fridge now. So
1: fun. I love love... now that
0: siblings can Mm -hmm. have those conversations. It's not one thing in one class and one thing in another class. Yeah. The same story is all through our Sunday school.
1: And it is, and it makes it easier for us, you know, coordinating Sunday school yeah. too. We're not trying to remember now, what stories, you know, what are they talking about in preschool and what are they talking about in fifth grade? Yeah. Uh, but it's also been really neat to see Aliana in the nursery, gather the little little ones around the table and read yeah. the from the Bible, the lesson. And we have noticed a big difference... Um, since we've We've got that same curriculum from age zero mm. to, f- to fifth grade. We've noticed a big difference when the preschoolers do come to preschool from the nursery. Yeah. they're already used to coming around the table yeah. for story time. They have a little baseline. So of they have a little bit of experience with it, and it makes that transition easier for them. Yeah, and um, and they're off and running. So it's
0: it's really cool that our our even our nursery program here. It's not yeah. childcare. It's not right. drop them off. We'll keep them alive. We'll give them a snack. Right. We'll right. be kind to them. It's, they, they do all those things, but then there's also a Bible story and a little craft that goes along with it. And, you know, we have a one-year-old and she's not retaining any of this, but like the, the, the training has begun mm-hmm. and she will mm-hmm. never remember a time when right. she wasn't right. getting read those Bible stories and being part. I just, I love that, that we yeah. don't wait till the kids are ready. We start early right. and they begin to absorb it before we even realize they're it's
1: absorbing it. Yeah. It's really fun. It's so fun to walk around on Sunday mornings and see the little ones with their, you know, they're laying on the floor, you know, with their Bibles open and, and flipping the pages and And then you walk by room 105 and see the kindergartners in chairs, you know, in little rows and they're in chairs and they've got their Bibles and then up to, you know, upstairs to the older kids and how everyone has their Bibles. And it's just great. It's really neat.
0: So Kristen, what is your favorite thing about Sunday school at PCOM?
1: You know, I, my favorite thing is that we have a place here where kids come and they feel safe. They feel safe. They can ask questions. They can share, um, and I know that they are being loved on in Jesus' name, and and that is really what what drives me. I know there there are days when I am just feel kind of weighed down, it, just with the. The administrative part of it that gets old after a while, as everybody. No one goes into ministry no. for
0: the administration, but no. a lot of ministry is—it's phone yeah. calls and emails and tracking things yeah. down and supplies and photocopies and.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and in any in any profession, you've got those things that that have to be done, and they're very important. And then, and then we'll have a you know, I'll get a report of a child who. Uh, shared some really personal things in Sunday school and she hasn't even maybe been not a very regular attender but felt safe enough to share some very personal things with the children in her class and her teacher. And I'm thinking, you know, all that other stuff is worth it. You know, yeah. when the kids can come here and and they know that they can share and and be safe and be loved. And then when I, you know, hear that a child raised his hand and accepted Jesus into his heart, I think that's that's it. That's what it's all about. So yeah. those are that's what I love about Sunday school.
0: This opportunity yeah. to start kids on this journey yeah. that is for the rest of their lives, they'll carry these things with them. And I love that your story was went to church and then didn't for a while and then yeah. came back because I think we often get into a panic of, oh, mm-hmm. no, we're losing them. We're losing them when they're in their 20s. But there mm-hmm. is something about that faith journey where the 20s are this crucial, it's this crucial period where people do... Make their faith their own, and sometimes right. that looks like a little time away, and then they come back. And, yeah, right. But those things that are planted, they they stick and they grow.
1: Yeah, I I believe that, and we may not um, remember. You know, we may not see them until years later. You yeah. know, like for me, growing up here, and right. we were very involved, and then I was away a long time. But what brought you back? You know well what brought me back was as Nick and I were planning on getting married and and starting a family it's kind of like well i i think we need to to start establishing ourselves mm-hmm. and really it's it sounds really kind of i don't know awful i guess in a way but it uh it was the right time and it was god yeah. calling us and Nick grew up catholic and and so we had when it was time when we were looking at and we want to get married now. And, and I'm like, well, we're getting married at Presbyterian Church of the Master. My mom, you know, and Nick's like, <laughs> you well, you want
0: to marry me? This is where it happens. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh, he's like, well, I was raised Catholic. And I'm like thinking to myself, my mom is never going to go for this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but just visiting with the priest at Santiago mm-hmm. Church. Uh, yeah, uh, in Lake Forest, and at the time Don Wright was interim pastor here mm. and visiting with him, and Nick said, "You know, I feel so at home mm. when I come here to uh, to this church." He goes, "This is where where I want us to get married," and so. Oh. Don Wright married us, and yeah. uh, and we've been involved ever since.
0: And you guys still like each other, and
1: everything. and we still like each other. We love each other. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a really yeah. I think there's a hopeful piece for parents of mm-hmm. older kids and college students too. That mm-hmm. the you know keep praying for your kids. That's and right. Don't push things too hard, but be faithful and keep praying. Mm-hmm. And and often we see kids and young adults make that faith decision in a deeper way in their late twenties or thirties or when they get married and come back and, and, uh, yeah, Yeah. be patient and keep praying.
1: Keep praying. That's it. Keep praying. Your mom
0: seems like she's quite a person. She is. as well. Yes.
1: Yes. They are. They are, uh, prayer warriors. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. And, uh, and so I've learned from them and, and I, I hope my children have learned from me and yeah, yeah.
0: Well, one final personal question. Not that mm-hmm. <laughs> not that these haven't all been personal questions, but what is one thing God has been teaching you lately outside of your ministry here, or maybe inside of your it, ministry here?
1: Yeah, so he has been teaching me, I've and I don't even think I can give words that are adequate enough to really describe how he has been teaching me to just trust in him mm-hmm. and to wait on him. I there really aren't any words to explain but it has been the last few weeks especially has been so powerful and I f- have felt tremendous growth mm. in um in just waiting mm. and knowing that it's it's it is going to be okay. I don't necessarily I I may want it to look one way but for me to be able to say However, it's going to look or be, I trust God goes before me and I trust that He will work it out. And so, and I have to rely on that a lot here, working here, because of just getting volunteers and um, partners, I shouldn't say, I should say. (laughs) But the, um, it's, we, I, oh, I a lot of times feel like I'm always running a little behind, like Mm. two steps behind, and just can't quite. Be at a place where we where we have everybody in place, plenty, and it's fine. And so, again, I think, and I think, well, God, you could do that. You could make it right where it was, uh, where we had enough people, and um, and we didn't have people calling in sick, and we had a plethora of partners wanting to come and be with kids. But I think that He has wanted me to just rely on Him, Hmm. if if He if it. If we did have everything in place all the time, then I wouldn't have to rely on him. Right. Yeah. Uh, for that need. And so I I feel like it's my manna, you know. Yeah. Here, you know, you, you this is your manna for today. And come it's not tomorrow. everything, but come back tomorrow. Yeah. So And that
0: that is such a human, I mean, I have that same desire is like God just just Button all this up and mm-hmm. then I'll trust you forever. And God's right. like, you won't though, right? right? Like you need to come back tomorrow. And because right. I love you, I'm gonna draw you back tomorrow. Right.
1: And,
0: yeah. Oof, so. I think it's uh, Becky, also over in the children's ministry department, taught me the phrase a couple months ago. Prune me gently, Lord. Oh <laughs> I like that. I was that. like, prune me gently, Lord. Yeah, I don't want to learn all this. It's painful.
1: It is. But it's good. It is. And it's it it's freeing, you know. And I I've had we've had some um, uh, Challenges with some family dynamics uh, lately that just with what how God has been growing me and mm. uh, showing what he has been showing me, I have felt so free mm. from worrying mm. on how are these relationships going to mend or yeah. are they going to and then he has moved each of us in a way where. We're at a point of reconciliation, so it's just been Mm. wonderful to to see and experience, and to know that I can trust Him for absolutely everything, every need, whether it's big or small. Mm. Daily bread, yes,
0: daily bread. Don't hoard it; it'll go bad. That's right. Come back tomorrow. That's right. (laughs) Well, Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to be here on the podcast. Thank you. It was great to have you. Tune in next time, friends, to hear more stories on the PECOM podcast of God at Work. Have a story you'd like to share at the PECOM podcast? Contact Pastor Courtney Ellis at Courtney.ellis at mypcom.com. The PECOM podcast is a production of Presbyterian Church of the Master. Our web guru is Kevin Reimers. Original music by Jeff Given. Join us Sundays for worship at 9 and 1045 a.m. where we tell the stories of what God is doing in our midst. <laughs>